0: I had my choice of which airport van to catch. I flashed on rolling by the pad of my shorty, Davida Orlean, but nixed it cause I was beat and wanted some solitude. I got in a shuttle driven by some Middle Eastern dude with a dead tooth. First he tooled a fair, two firm sorority babes to Westchester, I made eye contact with one of them, but her friend cock-blocked. What you going to do? Then he took this old girl smelling minty over to the Roosevelt on Hollywood Boulevard. Of course, I had to help her ass out of the ride. Finally, he got me to my crib in the Hollywood Hills. That'll be $40, sir. He was gazing at the pad, trying to figure out who I was. "'You work in the music business?' "'Head ringer, baby.' "'I was inclined not to tip, but wanted to show I was still the man. "'The cat didn't look at the Jacksons and Lincoln for the tip "'as he hefted my bags out of the back of the van. "'I see you in the papers, right?' "'Not so much now, man.' "'Oh, yes,' he said, shaking a finger at me. "'You've been in movies, too. I know.' TV, sports commentary, I was in a few flicks, B efforts where I was fifth build or more likely a cameo. Build-up roles my agent, well the agent I had then, called him, even shot a show for syndication. Me and this Asian actor were supposed to be troubleshooters. I was the burned-out alcoholic ex-cop and he was the idealistic software designer. The setup was that even though we disliked each other, we naturally have to work together to solve the case. We did three episodes. The CW aired two and canceled us. Didn't even get enough ratings on a network that keeps shows ranking in the 70s. Take it slow, champ. I picked up my stuff and made my way up the slope of the walkway past the iron gargoyles planted on either side of the dried lawn. One had a 12-inch tongue poking out of its evilly smiling snout. The other had claws and wings raised like it was swooping down on a fat, juicy cow. I loved those beasts. Called them dandy and candy. Don't know why. Just like the way it sounded. Inside, the mail had been stacked on the coffee table by Adriana, the cleaning lady. I used to pay her to come twice a week without thinking about it, but not these days. I was pretty sure there weren't no offers or a letter from the 49ers requesting my services. Later for the pile. I poured some VSOP from the bar, punched in 92.3 on the stereo, and laid on the couch. As a Mary J. Blige number bumped from my JVCs, I stared at my row of honor over the fireplace. It was lined with trophies from Pop Warner on through the pros. One of my girlfriends said she thought I was being juvenile, said I ought to have put them in the study, a back room, or something. Shit. Any motherfucker who comes into my house has got to go with the flow. I ain't never asked nobody to light candles in front of them statues. But those are things I've earned. Make something solid of what I've done. Anyway, that chick always acted like she had her nose up. Correcting my use, she'd say improper use, of words in public. Them trophies is still here, and she's long gone. I shifted and felt a twinge in my fibula. My upper leg had been throbbing something fierce since halfway through the long flight from Barcelona. I'd gotten up to stretch it so many times, people must have thought I had some sorry-ass bladder infection to need to go to the can that often. It was like grinding gears in the upper part of the leg just to slip off my docksiders. The phone rang and I had a good idea who it was. The machine picked up the call on the third ring. I know you left Spain on Friday, Zelmont. I bet you laying up there now with some blind heifer when you should be sending some money down here for your son. I know you must have been making more than $100,000 for each...